Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. But today I want to speak about what does it mean to encounter Jesus? Because we speak about that all often. Lord, we want to have an encounter with you today. So a lot of people speak about this, but we don't really know what it means, but we all hope that we might have a deeper encounter with a God that we don't sometimes see like we see here each other. Lord, I want to have a deeper encounter with you. I want to have a deeper experience with you. I want you to show up. Now the dictionary says an encounter is an unexpected experience. You don't expect it. But when it comes, it fills you up, it changes you. But it also says it's an unexpected confrontation. So I don't know about you, I had a couple of unexpected encounters in wildlife before. But I had a couple of snake encounters on my mountain bike. Almost went over a three meter puff adder. And, uh, and just barely missed a king or Cape Cobra and Yonkers hook one day. And uh, it was quite interesting. I was mountain biking. Oh, every time on a mountain bike. Isn't it funny? But I was on a mountain bike with a friend who actually passed away um, at the beginning of this year. But, and two ostriches came running at us. <laughs> and they, they literally cornered us in a corner in a, in a wild camp because we didn't see the small little chicks. It was quite a nerve-wracking moment. I had a close encounter with wildlife. But I also had encounters, significant supernatural encounters in my life. I had encounters with demons, a few, physically, seeing them. Um, didn't know what to do because I was immature spiritually. Um, when we moved this side, we had an encounter the first night in Stellenbosch with a demon saying, you're not welcome here. And then we woke up the next morning and was like, well, we probably should come to Stellenbosch. And, uh, <laughs> but I also had a significant encounter with Jesus, physically, um, in a vision. And it felt physically, physical. I was on my face in a camp in London, in the Midlands, and, uh, and in worship. And some of you know the, the testimony. I'm not going to go into that today, but... I was in a moment, I was a gone, and I was in a vision, and Jesus came walking up to me, and I had a whole encounter with Him. Now, looking back at every encounter in my life, I can truly say there's only one encounter that honestly changed my life. And you know which one? The encounter that I had with Jesus. The snake and the ostriches, it was a, quite an interesting experience, but it didn't change my life. But the encounter with Jesus totally wrecked my life in a good way. It changed my life so significantly. So if anyone would ask me, why do we need an encounter with Jesus? If you think about it, about that question, what would your answer be? Now my answer would be this, because every time we encounter Jesus, we are changed. You are changed. From the moment you were baptized to the moment you got saved to the moment you were in your devotional time and God just showed up unexpected you are changed and I don't know about you but I long for that encounters Lord I just long for that one moment again in your presence which is so heavy that I can't stand up because I have been in moments like that see one of the indicators of a believer's life is that that we would encounter Christ on a regular basis we need to it's not an option 
it is an expectation that we need to create in our lives is Lord I I need more of you I need more of you if I open my Bible in the morning and I pray I don't just do it because I just, I just need to tick this box no no I want to, I want to encounter the God of the universe now my prayer and me and Salome's prayer as pastors in this church and, and it's not a badge that we carry it's something that God gave us but our prayer as we're thinking about our church our prayer is that, that, that everyone who attends and visits our church will encounter Jesus in a real way not just in a fake religious way in a real way that they would encounter Jesus through worship that they would encounter Jesus through teachings and preachings and whatever we do, um, courses, Bible school, as it comes and, and it's going to happen. That our kids would encounter Jesus in kids' church. I mean, as a parent, that first time my children came and they, they accepted God in their lives and they said they want to be baptized. I mean, it was a joyous moment because they had an encounter with God. You see, even when we're socializing, having coffee, that's an encounter moment. We saw that this weekend when men just stood in, over a bright fire and we had fun and, and laughter and, and gave it, each other grief because of slap chips and, and stuff behind the bri. And it was, it was fun moments, but in that moment we encounter Christ. See, as KLC Stellenbosch, we are passionate to make Jesus our central focus. And I hope that, that it is portrayed from the pulpit and from the coffee and from everything that we do because Jesus is our center we love God and we love others see we constantly trust God and we constantly plan to create an environment where people can encounter God we need to do that we need to we need to we need to do that and the same with our house I have a I have a an expectation that people who walk into my house will have an encounter with God Although they're just coming for a bribe, there will be an encounter moment. You see, there's a guy called Jim Elliot. And Jim Elliot was a very, very um, well-known missionary all over the world. And, and he was, uh, was a very old guy. But he had a quote. And I remember when I was a young student, I just went into ministry. I took this and I wrote it down and I pasted it to my wall. And he says the following, and I wish I could show you on PowerPoint today. But it says the following. He says, let me not be a milepost on a single road but make me a fork in the road that men or women must turn one way or another when facing Christ in me that's powerful isn't it you can be a signpost next to the road and say Jesus is coming are you ready but if you are a fork in the road that when they face Christ in me they either need to turn left or right they need to turn they need to choose life or death May we be that. May it not just be the leader in church. Or may every one of us come to a place where we want, to, want people to encounter Christ through your life. Just like Jim Elliot, may we as a church have that same passion in our lives. To, to bring people to an expectation to encounter God. Man, I, I would love to see that. And I know most of you walk with that in our lives. And most of you are busy growing into that moment. Said, Lord, I want to encounter you more. And that's why I believe when, when we get to a place and we, we get a permanent venue that we can hire and we can use it during the week, we want to have prayer and encounter nights where we come and we just worship and pray and trust God, make effort to have an encounter with Him. 
That doesn't mean you don't have, you have to do that to have an encounter. You can have an encounter in your car alone, at the house. But we want to create fellowship moments where we encounter God. And see, through the years I've seen that the greater your expectation, the greater your encounter. That's very important. Come on. The greater your expectation, the greater your encounter. And that's not just spiritually, it's in everything. If you come to church and it's like, oh, let me just get through this thing. And you sit there and you just have coffee and you immediately, I mean, there's no expectation. And there will no be, be no encounter and there will be no miracle. You see, everywhere Jesus went in the three years of ministry, people had great encounters, except one place. Remember? His hometown. What is this carpenter's son doing here again? Now he's got a following. Who does he think he is? No man. Come on. No expectations. Guess what? No miracles. Or no big miracles. He st did, still did miracles. But no great miracles that was notified or noted. You see, the amazing thing about Jesus was that no matter who had an encounter with him, it had a tremendous effect on their life. Go and read the Gospels. Every time Jesus had, a, had an encounter with someone, there was a tremendous shift in their lives. From prostitutes to noblemen. Immediate change of, in their lives. See, encountering Jesus wasn't just always about healing. There was a, a, lot, a lot of moments about salvation. There was a lot of moments about just being set free, about being set free from oppression in one moment. It was amazing. That's what Jesus brought. And that's what it means to walk into an encounter with a God that loves us. And we need that. It's actually a need in our lives. And they also almost need to have an, a list that said, Lord, I'm so looking forward to encounter more of you in my life today or tomorrow. He said there were so many, so many ways people could encounter Jesus. So many ways. See, encountering Jesus has a different meaning for every person, but the outcome of the encounter was what? It was a life-changing experience. Now, I don't know about you. When I was younger, and, and even nowadays, I catch myself. I said, oh, Lord, I need an encounter with you. And what I'm actually saying is, Lord, can you just show up? Look, to me, look at me face to face so that I can just have an encounter with you. But it doesn't just always happen that way. And we need to change our perspective on, on encountering Him. And if we have an perspective of there needs to be a light shining and God needs to say, Hello, I'm here. Just come closer to the burning bush. No. Not always. See, we need to change our perspective of what an encounter really is or how many aspects and, and colors an encounter can have. God is a creative God. Now this morning I want to look at one significant encounter out of the scripture. It's out of Luke 7 and you can turn your Bibles if you have Bibles here. In Luke 7 verse 1 to 10. We're going to speak about that. So it says the following. So when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. So he went back to Capernaum, the, the town. And at that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish leaders or elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So, the, so, so, what did the, sorry, so what did they do? 
So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. Think about it. Roman officer. Jews and the Romans didn't really like each other. I don't know about you if you've read your Bible. They hated each other. So these Jewish elders come and they beg Jesus to heal this officer's slave. So they say, if anyone deserves your help, he does, they say. For he loves the Jewish people and even build a synagogue for them or for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home. For I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to, for you to come and meet me. Just say the word from where you are now and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my super superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do this. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. There was only two times in the Gospels where Jesus was truly amazed. This was one of them. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, man, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. This is a powerful story. And if you look at, at this thing from a context of Jews and Romans, it baffles us. It totally baffles This was a great encounter with Jesus. And Jesus marveled because of the act of faith from a man in authority. But the significant fact about this encounter is that this person, this, this centurion, did not see Jesus face to face. He didn't. He didn't even meet Jesus. And I, I was reading this and I realized the amazing thing looking at us today is that this Roman officer's experience with Jesus is the same with our experience. Jesus is not going to walk into your room and see you face to face. And if it does, fantastic. I pray for that every day. I said, Lord, can I see you again? I just want to speak to you again. But he had an experience where most of us from that perspective of, Lord, I'm not going to see you face to face, but I'm going to have an encounter with you through faith. That's powerful. And it's going to change your perspective on having an encounter with the King. See, there was a different account where Jesus spit in the ground, remember? And he made mud. He was face to face with the guy who was blind. And it doesn't really always happen like that. But this was a moment where there was I don't really want to, I don't really see you, Jesus. I'm not seeing you face to face, but there's a mighty encounter with Jesus. See, most of us are like, if I can just stand face to face, Lord, I just want to get to know, I want to be close to you, Lord. I want, to, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear that voice. I want to see that. But God is changing our perspective on things. See, what if we need that life-changing encounter with Jesus, but He doesn't come to your house? But my perspective is, Lord, you, if you can just pitch up at my house, everything will be fine. And Jesus said, but I'm just saying the word. No, no, you need to come. What if He doesn't come? From your perspective. See, I want to encourage us this morning. If you, you sometimes feel like, Lord, I just want you to come. 
this is a message for you. I want you just to pitch up in my life, in my marriage, in my relationships, in my kids' lives. I just Can you just come and knock on the door and walk in and just put your hands on me? All of us feel like that. Every now and then. Now, why am I saying this? If this is a message for you, when you feel like that. Because we might not stand in front of Jesus, but we might experience the power of His love daily. You might experience the power of His presence coming into the room. You don't really know what it is, but there's something. There's something, and that's what I want to get to today. You see, as we draw closer to Jesus, we experience the more. The more power, the more of His presence, that more. See, we cannot encounter Christ and not experience the more of Him. Every time I experienced Him, He took me to a place where I saw more of Him, more of His character, more of the impossibility that becomes possible in my life. And maybe you see you here this morning and you face a couple of impossibilities in your life. And God, we just need to encounter Him to see the picture bigger. That's all we need. All we need. See, it's like, it's, it's like getting closer to the sun. No, we can't see the sun this today. Well, we know the sun is there. But if I put you on a, a well, plane, spaceship, whatever you, you're, you're creative about, and I fly you to the sun... You know what will happen? The closer you will get to the sun, what will happen? The hotter you will get. Stellenbosch in February is nothing. The closer you get until you evaporate. You're gone. And it's the same with, our, with, with how we approach Jesus. The closer we come in presence to God, man, the more we change. The more our perspective change. The things around us suddenly look different. Oh my goodness. Lord, I encountered you and suddenly I look different at my co-workers. Wow! Even the boss that I don't like, I start to notice things that's, that's okay. You see, the closer we encounter God, the more we change. The more we change. And I don't know about you, but I want to change every day until I walk over. I believe we're not dying, we're walking over. <laughs> We're walking, I, I, want to, I want to have more of an experience with Him. But I need to get closer to Him every day. I want to come expectant every day to Him. You see, as, uh, as we get closer to Jesus, we don't have to work harder to change. If you get closer to the sun, you don't have to work harder to get warm. You just get hotter. The, the same with Jesus. The closer you get to Him, things just change. It does. Now, as we get closer in our hearts towards the things... Sorry, now I already said that. Now, this is the fruit of being close to Jesus. Things change. Your work change, your work environment change, your family change, your kids change. As we encounter Him and as we get closer to Him on a daily basis. That's why it's so essential to meet Him in a, in every morning. To make that moment of devotional time with Him. To open that word, to pray when you're in your car, listen to that worship music. Now I want to look at three distinct things very quickly in this story. Number one, there was a person dying, a slave. Number two, there was a request from a man to Jesus. And number three, there was a prayer being answered. Three very distinct things. Now number one, let's look at 
there was a slave dying. There was a Roman centurion and his slave that was very dear to him was busy dying. Now this man, the centurion was a man of power. And if you don't know it, but, but the Romans colonized the Jewish towns and, and, and area. And they, they colonized them so the, the Romans came and they ruled and they were the authority, but they let the Jewish people still do and run with their customs. They honored their customs and their synagogues and their, their religion, but they ruled and reigned. But they were furious. They killed people on the street. They were just brutal. So for a Roman and a Jew to sit on the same table, unheard of. They, they, were see as saw, they were seen as heathens by the Jewish people. Now, just they did, these guys just had to make sure that the Jews stayed in line. That's what the, the Romans were there for. A centurion was, was put in place in a little town to say, I just want to make sure these Jews are in line. They don't disrupt the, the community, the peace. They just want him to stay in line. Now, now, if you don't know that these guys could have killed the centurion, could have killed his slave because he was worth nothing anymore. Just kill the slave, give me another one. But he didn't. Because the slave was dear to him. There was something that happened in his life somewhere along the line because of an encounter that he had before he really encountered God. You see, this centurion pursued all options possible to help his slave that was dear to him to live. There was a request. Firstly, slave was sick. Then there came a request. Now this centurion was the authority and he was going to the people that he was ruling. Think about it. I'm the authority, so I call the people that I rule over. There's no, I mean, it's quite a humbling thing. So he calls the elders of the Jewish religion and tells him, Listen, I heard Jesus is here. Will you go and get him to come and save or heal my slave? This is a humbling moment. Sometimes we are, it's pride that keeps us away from a true encounter. Now, he will go to the elders of the religion and said, Guys, would you go? Now, when we read this, it baffles me. The elders came to Jesus and said, Please, we beg you to please heal this slave. What did Jesus do? He could have said, Ah, oh, man, this is, I don't want to do anything with Romans. What did Jesus do? Let's go. Let's go. I want to encounter this man. Now, my question is, why did Jesus do this? He was on his way somewhere and he stopped. He wasn't even. I mean, Jesus didn't really sit around the table of the Sanhedrin and the synagogue guys. They didn't even like each other. But they came and they begged Jesus to come and help. They said, this man has been a blessing to us. Come and help him. Now, why did he do it? Because Jesus must have known about this centurion's faith. He must have. This was Jesus. You see, remember, Jesus, if you look at the story of in Capernaum, the first miracle Jesus really, individual miracle that Jesus did was he healed the, the nobleman's son. The nobleman came to Jesus and he fell at his feet and he said, Listen, my son is demon possessed and sick. So Jesus healed that man's son. Don't tell me nobody spoke about it. That, I mean, everybody spoke about it. Everybody spoke about it. And it wasn't the only thing. There was only, Jesus also casted a demon out of a, a man in the synagogue in Capernaum. So there were stories going around 
And this Roman centurion had an encounter with Jesus through the testimonies of people. So when he heard Jesus was there, he did anything he could. He went the humility route to say, please go and get him. I need the slave of mine that is dear to me to live. But why then was Jesus surprised by this man's faith if he knew that this was a man of faith? Why? You see, Jesus wanted to show the people around him. It's all about the people around him. He wanted to show the people around him something. He wanted them to, to see that to seek an encounter with him is to experience the love of him. When we experience God's love, that's why we can have coffee. We can do, and you experience God's love in that moment, it's an encounter with him. But sometimes we'll wait for the light and the voice and Jesus walking in, kicking down the door. But an encounter is sometimes a love encounter with a God who loves us so much. You see, Jesus said yes to his request, not because he knew he were going to find faith. No, no, but because his love for people were looking for faith. Jesus' love for people were looking for faith. And I love people so much, I'll do anything to see more faith. You see, this Roman officer's expectation and desperation provoked the love of Jesus. To what level is your desperation and your expectation for God to show up in your life? Think about the greatest need you have at this moment. And it might seem impossible for you, for this to happen. God says, how desperate are you? For me to show up. How much expectant are you. For me to show up. And this challenges me. And it's not a religious thing. But it says. Those who earnestly seek him. Will find him. And I always ask myself. How earnest am I every day. To seek more of him. To seek more of him in every way. You see. This man was expecting a miracle. With his request. He went the humbling route to send people that he was ruling over. You see, this man was serving under Pontius Pilate. And he was sending the Jewish elders to a man, humbling himself, because he was expecting a miracle to happen. If he can do that to the nobleman, if he can cast that demon out in the synagogue, he has to heal my slave. I need that encounter. You see, but... But by encountering Jesus through the testimonies of his, the miracles he heard, man, faith came and something happened. That's why testimonies are so important. That's why listening to people's testimonies is so incredible. It brings life. Um, Revelation 12, 11 says, we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That means that Jesus compared the blood of the Lamb, the most defining thing ever in the history of man. He compares it to your testimony. To my testimony. To testimonies around us. God, it stirs faith to bring us, bring us to an encounter with God. You see, when you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I'm desperate. Just say the word. And I know that my sermon, my, my, servant, my servant, my challenge, my miracle that I want will happen. I need you, Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He responded in love. And he met this man at this point of his need. And then he marveled at his faith. Like man. Jesus could have marveled at Peter walking on the water. 
because we marveled at it. I mean, how many people have we walked, um, read about who walked on the water except Jesus? Peter. And we marvel at it. Jesus comes. He said he marvels at a Roman centurion's faith more than that. <laughs> it makes us think. What do we marvel about? What are we expecting about? But see, but by reading the story and understanding the backdrop of this centurion's request, we truly understand the love of Jesus for you and for me, for us. He loves us. And He adores you. Jesus will do so much more than you think for you. He just, I mean, I think He loves to see the effort in our lives. We spoke about it as men last night. God just wants us to make an effort to fight for Him as men. But it's the same. We, God wants an effort for us to encounter Him. So when I'm in worship, I'm just not, just not standing on one leg. It's like, hallelujah. hallelujah. But if you go, it's like, oh Lord, I'm expectant here. I can't wait to meet you today in worship. I don't care about the people around me, but we're going to have an awesome time, me and you and your presence. You see, there's an expectation. There's an effort I make. But if I stand and I, oh, can this just go over and I'll just listen to the word? And No, no, no. Your expectation will lead to an encounter. On what level is your expectation? You see, we need to, we need to expect an encounter with Him. And guess what? Man, God loves us so much, He shows up. He shows up. God desperately, Jesus desperately loves each and every one of us. He's emotionally involved in your life. He wants to see the best out of your lives. He wants to see it. You see, God has a constant, Jesus has a constant desire to give us life. I said that to someone, I can't remember who this weekend, but I said, do you know that God's desire is to give you life every minute and every second of every day? Are you tapping into it? It's like walking around with a power cord. And you think, man, I need the power. I just need a bit of power today. But you're standing next to the plug and all you need to do is you just need to plug it in. But we're standing and we're waving the power cord around. Hallelujah. And you just need to plug it in for that power to come. We need to be expectant for more of Him. God loves a constant desire for life. And life in abundance. See, all it takes from us to is expect an encounter with Jesus today, tomorrow, yesterday. You might face the toughest things that you face in your life. You might face maybe offense. You might, might maybe face heartache, pain. And sometimes those things are between us and the encounter that we need. And sometimes it costs us the humility that the Roman centurion had and said, I'm going to go to the elders of the church that I rule. I'm going to ask them, will you please go to Jesus? I'm not worthy enough. Actually saying, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy enough, but I know that your God is a true God. Will you go and ask Him? Sometimes it costs us to walk around the offense, around the challenges, the pain, the stuff in our lives and say, Lord, I need you. I humble myself. I'm willing. And I want to encourage us with that to, today. See, when we encounter God, we become an encounter for others. And I want this, that to sink in today as I close, that when you have an encounter with God and you walk out of that moment, you become an encounter.
for someone else. How many of you just feel that you're bubbling over in that moments where you encountered God the most? When someone prophesied over you or someone prayed for you and you experienced God. Man, you walk out there. It's like hearing a good joke. What do you do with it? And I can't wait to tell it to someone else. Listen, man, you need to hear this joke. Come on, I need to. I want to laugh with you. It's the same with the presence of God. When God comes and He encounters you, man, I can't wait to take it to someone else. And that's the calling in our lives. We need to have an encounter to be a, bring an encounter to others. To bring that encounter to others. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up and I'm going to pray for us. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, that you have a longing in your heart to encounter us every minute, every second of every hour of our, of our life, Father. And Lord, we thank you this morning as we speak about this. It's not a message to condemn or to, to, to bring us into condemnation, but it's a message to, to open our perspective that we can encounter you in every moment of our lives. We just need to be aware of your presence. And Father, I pray that, that you will bring us to a place of awareness, even now, as we're standing here. And as we are more aware of you, Lord, I pray that you will birth a desire and an expectation in our hearts to hear more about you, to hear more from you, to encounter you in a, in a special way, Lord. Maybe it's just experiencing your love today for me. Maybe it's just experiencing a moment where we step out of that place of condemnation into that place of grace. Into that place where we know that you love us more than we can think. And I want to I invite you just as you stand with your eyes closed this morning. Can you feel the wind blowing on you? Just quickly feel the wind. That's how the constant presence of God moves in your life. You just need to expose yourself to that wind. Say, Lord, here I am. I know the wind is constant. And His presence is not like a wind that dies down. It is constant. Sometimes it picks up. It becomes heavier and more. Sometimes it is a fresh, cool, slow breeze. Sometimes it's a strong wind of God's power that comes in. But it never stops. There's always a moment of encounter with Him. So Lord, I pray that, that You will bring us to encountering moments this week as we, as we step into our daily lives, as our daily routines, stuff that we have to do. Lord, will, may we be more aware in the busiest of moments of more aware of Your presence, Father. More aware of a moment of encounter with you. Father, and I pray for transformation moments in our lives, for shifts, shifts, shifts to happen, that you shift things in our lives that, that is challenging our faith at this moment. And Lord, I pray for breakthrough, that we cannot be that's the same when we have an encounter with the God of the universe. We, can, we will not be the same. So, Father, I thank you that I can bless everyone here this morning. 
bless them. I speak life over them. Lord, bring us to a closer encounter with you. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.